Hello friend, this is Thomas from Zoronto, your host at Ecommercicon. In a second, I'm going to talk with Marco De Polis from Prevy. We'll talk about using pop-ups and other display technology to grow your customer base and revenue. I cannot wait to learn from Marco, so let's go to my computer and start the interview with him. Hey Marco, how are you today, man? Doing well, Thomas. How about yourself? Really good, really good. Again, I'm excited to be learning from experts like you. Everybody, uh, Marco DePolis here from Prevy. We'll talk about pop-ups, we'll talk about conversions. Excited to teach you, you know, uh, what Marco has to say about this this part of the world. We all know about pop-ups and uh, some of them like them, some of them dislike them, but they're important and now we're going to figure out why. So first question, Marco, why are pop-ups so important for online shops? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I think the most simple concept to think about in terms of understanding the importance of a pop-up is looking at what the conversion rate is on a website. Uh, so kind of the standard across all e-commerce websites is around 2%. So the sort of flip side of that is that 98% of the traffic that hits your site is not buying or is not ready to buy. So we use pop-ups in a way to, and again, it can be any type of display. It doesn't have to be a pop-up. It can be a spin to win or something more subtle that sort of sticks to the bottom. Um, but you want to engage users to try and capture their information to then you know, start to build a relationship with them. And there's really three key pillars for doing this. One is you're going to be growing your email list. And that is one of your most profitable channels and should be 20 to 40% of your e-commerce revenue. So that's going to drive first-time sales with those customers who didn't buy right there, uh, but also repeat sales. The second reason is that you're going to be able to give yourself an opportunity to build a relationship with this list of people who have signed up, because these are people that are interested in your product and your brand. You get to tell them your story, you get to show them some products that might interest them, and then you hopefully can drive a sale and, and repeat sales from there. And that's going to be your most profitable customer rather than just trying to get first-time buyers all the time from all these other paid media channels. Uh, the third reason is really just actually more creative ways to use email. Email doesn't always have to be about sales. I mean, that is the, kind of the primary driver, but you can get a lot of other information like product feedback, you can do surveys, you can kind of focus on that VIP tier uh, to discuss, you know, like, you know, what they think about things or where their head's at or what kind of products they want to see from your brand. And it's a really great way to get some of the best information to continue to evolve your catalog and your brand um, as a merchant. So, you know, a lot of different ways to use these email lists. And that's why we really, you know, focus on helping people to build this list, engage users while they're on the site and drive more sales and build a sustainable long-term business. Okay, so it kind of makes sense, you know, people are distracted, there's so many things going on and sometimes they might go to your page with the intent of maybe actually purchasing or just getting some information and then something happens and then you lose them. But there is a way of grabbing their attention again and uh, probably grabbing their details so you can nurture the relationship or just get them back on track. And I love this. Exactly. So I know there are so many strategies and, and you're, you've used um, pop-ups and all related uh, tools with so many creative ways. But what are the essential strategies that online shop owners should know and probably implement in their own shop? Yeah, great question. Um, so we have a few that we recommend at Privy. You know, some are specific to our platform, but to take one step back, um, the way that I look at displays and pop-ups and on-site engagement, you want to look at your entire funnel, right? 
Most people, they just slap something on the homepage and they leave it there. But if you think about it, that is where you have the most people with the least sort of knowledge about your brand or your catalog or your product. So what I think about as an e-commerce, you know, sort of strategist is you want to focus on the people who take the time to move through the funnel, who learn about your brand, who learn about your catalog and who are actually basically showing intent to, to make a purchase um, without actually making one. So thinking about that funnel, you want to engage people at different stages of this buyer journey. Uh, so this is kind of my standard recommendation for people who are looking at Privy or another tool uh, to improve their email capture and their on-site you know, displays. So um, homepage, always you want to have something that's specific to mobile as well as desktop you want to make sure that you cater to each experience because it's a very different you know buyer psychology when someone's on the go versus like sitting at their desk um, then looking down in the funnel uh, we love exit intent displays but only if somebody has a product in their cart you don't just want to show an exit intent to someone who hits your homepage isn't about to leave because you don't want to bother them because they really haven't, you know, warranted another, you know, email capture form. They just came to your site and they're ready to go. So what we can do is we focus on if there is a more than $1 in the card or you can kind of pick a different value, $100. We want to make sure that we focus on that person and ask them for their email if they haven't signed up, if they're about to leave. That way we can try and rescue that purchase uh, or we can follow up with them in an email to get them to make a purchase later. Uh, third thing I always recommend is just a sticky bar. It actually doesn't have to really be about email capture, but it's about communication. And how, you know, you want to let your users know, are there any COVID challenges right now to expect in terms of fulfillment and shipment or your catalog? Uh, should they know that they can get free shipping at $50? Should they know that you have a brand new launch coming you know, in the next day or that just launched last week? Um, that's a really important type of display or pop-up that you should have on your site. Uh, the fourth one that I always recommend, if you can do it, is some sort of cross-sell. And so, you know, a, a very sort of real-life example of this is having a candy bar in the, you know, the cash by the cash register. How do you want to see if you can get that average order value up a dollar every time a customer is about to go make a purchase? So it's really easy to do with Privy, but also other tools is all right, if someone's on the cart page, uh, why don't we show them, you know, a $5 upsell product, like a sticker or something like that. If those convert, even at a 50% rate, we can increase half of our orders by five bucks. That's just revenue right on top. So whether you want to do it like a bestseller, that's like an impulse buy, or even just pair a product really well, like a foundation makeup with a makeup wipe, something like that. Uh, Cross-selling is a really great way to one, increase average order value, but two, you're giving your, you know, your user, your customer an opportunity to experience another product, to get deeper ingrained in the brand and your catalog, and you know, you have a higher likelihood of getting getting repeat purchases from that person. Okay. Um, makes sense. There are so many options. Again, you can be creative. You know, it's, it's, this is a nice thing. Uh, it's, a, it's a versatile tool. You can use it in so many different ways. Um, the, the way that I like seeing um, uh, the different uh, websites using the sticky bar is just to mention that we are um, it's, we're only business as usual, you know, that mm -hmm. COVID-19 has not affected the operations. And that's, that's reassurance. That means that you don't have totally. the risk of 
um, you know, purchasing now and never having your order delivered or something. So even that simple message actually makes sense. It's like you acknowledge that things are happening in the world right now and we're doing our best mm-hmm. to, to just make sure you have the best experience. Yeah, you know, it's all about clear communication and thinking about, you know, how can you get ahead of any potential objections? The, the less of those that are, are present in a buyer's mind, the more likely that they're going to go make a purchase. So everyone's kind of thinking about it right now. If I go to a site, are they going to have the products? Is it going to take two weeks to ship? You know, these are things that everyone's thinking about right now and probably for the remainder of the year at least. And so it's important to have that upfront, you know, dialogue with, uh, with customers. Right. Okay. So if pop-ups and uh, other displays are so important, then why do a lot of people hate them? Like, what are they doing wrong when they use similar kind of technology? Yeah, no, great question. You know, I think no matter what it is, whether it's a a pop-up or um, if, you know, it's an email, uh, you should always be adding value to some, you know, and trying to give somebody something of value before you ever ask them for something. You know, if, if we, you know, we're, we're new friends, Thomas, I'm not going to go ask you to help me move uh, tomorrow, right? Like, I haven't... Uh, just let you know, me know where, really where are you moving. I'll be <laughs> over there. It's, it's not super likely that you're going to, you know, uh, take me up on that and, and come help me. Um, you know, it, we haven't really gotten there, right? And so I think it's important to establish a little bit of a relationship before you ask for something of value. And so... One, if you're not gonna offer something of value, then how do you expect to get anything in return? So that's why a lot of people usually go for a coupon strategy. Uh, This is like, you know, 10 or 20% off your order. Okay, that warrants my email address because I would like to save 20 bucks on my order. Um, Or vice versa, a lot of people, if if you are sort of averse to discounting, and I think that's a great strategy for more premium brands and protecting your margin, what is that thing of value that you should be offering? Maybe it's staying a part of this exclusive, you know, VIP sort of club or getting the, the prime updates before anybody else. That's something of value that somebody wants to be a part of. And that's when they're going to give something up. A lot of the times, I think people, they just they hit them too early. There's not enough of a value proposition or an offer. And frankly, I think a lot of people too just have too many of them that they're annoying. And so it's really important to have a strategy where someone, you know, has not, they, they've sort of X'd out of something like, don't go hit them right away. Don't show them an exit intent right away if they don't have any, you know, product in their cart or something like that. So it's all about strategy. It's all about what's the value. And at the end of the day, like you can't ask for too much without giving up something that somebody would, would find valuable. Right. I love the message of providing value to the customer. And, and that if a lot of people are asking right now, so what should I, what kind of message should I display in these tools? Then I guess the answer, what you described is, first of all, know which part of the customer journey the visitor is in. So you know if they're new customers, mm-hmm. if they're new um, visitors that they haven't bought from you, or they're about to purchase something that costs five hundred dollars, you know, different displays. And then the second exactly. thing is understand you, who your audience is and what they're looking for when it comes to value. What can be valuable for you, uh, so you can uh, have like a no-brainer offer essentially. And these tools will probably uh, work for you. It's um, yeah, exactly. And, and again, everybody can use different messages according to their own tone of voice of the brand. Everybody has different voices. So 
Um, so talking about voices, conversions, talking about the tools, um, a lot of um, shop owners will use your tools and uh, uh, pop-ups, displays and all different kinds of technology to drive more, uh, generate more revenue, drive better conversions and grow their customer base, right? So let's mm -hmm. focus on specific things that they can do so they can do exactly that, improve the ROI. Yeah, definitely. So a, a couple are a little bit specific to Privy, but I'll, I'll try and keep it more general. So one and the basic that we already talked about is you capture an email, you can drive sales through email. That's, that's the most basic concept. Um, then as we look at the funnel, right, what are the other key metrics in e-commerce uh, that we can really focus on and pull those levers? So one, which is one of the most important is conversion rate. So how can we improve that conversion rate? Well, one of the easiest ways is to reduce the amount of carts that are abandoned. And that's what we accomplish with our exit intent. So if someone adds a product to their cart, Privy can read whether or not they have a dollar value or some sort of product in their cart, if they're on Shopify or for big commerce. And so if they're about to go and they have not completed a purchase, you wanna say, wait, you know, here's some sort of offer to finish your purchase. You know, we hope we hope you take us up on it. We hope we can make this, you know, relationship official. Uh, that's huge. And that can, you know, increase conversion rate 10, 20% uh, from what it was previously. That's incredibly valuable. Um, third is average order value. So we talked earlier about cross sells. So if you can add five bucks, 10 bucks, 20 bucks to, you know, your average order value, what is that? If it goes from five to 55, that's a, uh, sorry, 50 to 55 rather, that's a 10% increase. That's all top line revenue, right? You haven't increased any other expense. That's huge. Uh, so that's super easy to accomplish with Privy, but really in, in a variety of ways, if you wanna try and recommend another product. Um, and then there's a couple other that are a little bit more, I don't know, in the weeds with other channels, but one is return on ad spend. Right? So taking a different approach, not email, but paid media. Um, if you are paying for traffic to get to your site, you wanna convert as much of that as possible. If you convert more of your paid media traffic, then your return on your ad spend is gonna be greater. So using the variety of the you know different methods that we've talked about, you can really reduce your return on ad spend if you're using some of these tactics to reduce card abandonment and things like that. Um, and I would say lastly, you can get really fancy with your email channel as well. So we've talked about growing your email list. That's important. But what if you can make your email platform smarter? And so one way that we like to do that is by actually collecting more information and passing it over to the email platform, whether it's a privy email platform or a Klaviyo or a MailChimp, what have you, uh, the more information you have, the more relevant of products you can send, right? So what I really like is we see a lot of merchants who they're not just going to ask for an email, maybe they'll ask for a birthday or they'll ask for, you know, their gender or their goal. Like what is their goal related to their catalog? Is it to lose weight? Is it to get healthy? Are they a male or a female? Is it your birthday? What have you? That allows you from an email perspective to send more relevant content. Your content's more relevant. If I receive male products in my first email and not women products, I'm more likely to make a purchase. If I get products in the first email that are more about building muscle than it is about losing weight, I'm more likely to find a product that fits what I care about and I'll make a purchase. So you can get more advanced, sort of like the second level up with email capture and actually ask somebody for another piece of information 
you then you can tailor your your welcome series emails to to really you know turn the heat up on your email channel so those are four or five you know strategies for growing sales okay that's uh that's a lot that's a lot of strategies and i'm pretty sure that if people watching right now um just you know use a couple of them or one of them i'm pretty sure they will get uh, they will improve their roi they will uh, improve their revenue and they will um probably decrease um cart abandonment as well so so this whole thing makes it very exciting as a, as a, as a way of growing your business now um, i'm trying to think now um, of different ways that you can use let's say a pop-up uh, we're talking about email. Do you have any data when it comes to using other um, other channels like maybe Messenger or SMS marketing? So instead of asking for their email, you ask for their phone number. Does this work equally well or is there more friction when it comes to people giving away their number? Yeah, definitely. So I wouldn't, we don't have any kind of hard data because it, it's so subjective to you know, every store and every display uh, has such a huge impact on, you know, the success rate of that, that pop-up or, you know, the sort of revenue that comes from that, that information that they collect. But there's a few different kind of ways to approach it. One is, I'll, I'll mention to preface all that, is that I would recommend A-B testing all this stuff. So within Privy, you can A-B test every single display. So if you want to test asking for an email versus an email and a phone number, what does that look like? Are you gonna get more or less submissions or conversions? You're likely to get less conversions. However, we need to look at you know the, the total picture here, and it's not just what is the conversion rate of the display, but what revenue does that open up, right? So if you're able to drive you know, $50 per phone number you capture, okay, maybe you'll, you'll get 10 less emails, but if you get five more phone numbers, what is that revenue, right? So. Um, there's different strategies to kind of employ to, to try and um, pull different levers and get more data and try and increase the value of that data. So one, you know, we see a lot is just asking for both of them right up on the first form uh, or doing sort of like a one-two where you ask for the email and you have an offer. Maybe it's 10% off for an email. They submit their email and then we fire an immediate display after and say get an extra 5% if you leave your phone number. You're giving people the option and you're adding an extra sort of incentive or you know value add to give them more information. Um, so there's a you know that's just two quick examples that we see very often. Um, also, one way to think about it too is on what device is someone more likely to give up what information? On desktop, you're probably less likely to get a phone number than on mobile. So maybe on desktop, you want to focus on email addresses. Maybe on mobile, you only want to collect phone numbers. It's a very different you know, psychological journey when you're on your phone shopping versus you're at your desk on your laptop. So how do you approach that, right? And how can you then use that psychology to get different information to then drive different channels? So there's so much you can do. There's so much flexibility within these tools. Um, the beauty is that, you know, there's, there's no limitation to the functionality, really test different stuff, try, try new things out every few weeks, run a B tests and see what works, not just right on the display, but see what works for that channel from a revenue perspective over a few weeks, over a month or so. Yes. And, and totally makes sense. If you are running a business, then you need to test a lot of things. Obviously what works for somebody might not work for somebody else. So it's, again, it's all about testing, understanding your audience and then seeing what converts uh, best. 
And I really like any business that has this ability to test the A-B you know, testing um, option. Now, it's one thing from a personal experience is what you said about, uh, first of all, asking for an email and then asking for a phone number. I think this works really great because it kind of lowers the barrier of, of what people have to commit yeah. initially with. It's, um, yeah, it's instead of having too many options, you know, you start with one option and then the second option, and maybe then the third one. So it kind of makes sense. I love this. Um, it's, are there any examples of companies that are doing it really well that you like, that you'd like to share with us? Uh, yeah, I can definitely follow up with a screenshot. Maybe we could share like while we're talking about it. But I think that keeping it simple at the end of the day and just like ensuring a nice seamless experience is is something that, you know, I think the best design is almost things that you don't think about, right? So it's, it's a little bit of like a reverse, um, you know, psychology thing. But there's a lot of those, you know, displays that I see with really solid brands where you don't have to think twice about giving some sort of information or going through an experience where you're submitting this information. The more you think about it, the more you hesitate, right? So I love those seamless, simple, don't make me think too much, make the call out really clear, really concise. I want to know what the value is to me. Otherwise, like get it out of my face. Right, okay. So is there any things that you've seen working uh, better than others, for example, there's a pop-up that has a question versus a pop-up that has a discount right away. You know, is there any kind of message that works really well? Yeah, so I think, so for the, the brands that are averse to giving discounts, I think what works really well is playing, is taking the route of like exclusivity, right? So if you're a premium brand, uh, typically people are, are sort of like, they want that product as more of a status thing. So how do you use the status psychology to, you know, again, like offer something of value? And so the people, the demographics that I think um, really sort of are, are attracted to those types of brands, the value add isn't a discount because uh, you're probably going to pay for it full price anyway. The value is like really being a part of this community, right, where, where you are one of these kind of people. Um, if you can get the messaging right for those types of displays, for those premium brands that are more discount averse, you can significantly grow that email list or that, that phone number list uh, versus, you know, the discount approach. Um, what I like is giving a little bit of like a, like a, a time, a timer to it, right? So 20% off for the next 24 hours and driving a little bit more of a, uh, you know, I guess like a, a, a time limit on actually going and making a purchase. This helps prevent those like casual shoppers. Like, yeah, maybe I'll buy some here. Maybe I'll get 20% off. Maybe not like use it or lose it, dude. So, you know, you're going to sign up. We're going to, we're going to push you to, to get this. If, you know, if we're going to give you this offer, but it's not going to last. So that, I think that's a really great way to quickly see the result of that type of messaging and that type of campaign. Um, to see, you know, again, like, does this discount really matter to people or not? Uh, and, you know, what other levers can they pull if, it, you know, whether it's a, more of a discount, more of a time, less time, what have you. It's a really great way to, like, play with little settings and little psychology levers to see what's going to drive more sales more quickly. 
I love it. I love it. It's sophisticated. Yeah. Again, the, the main takeaway for me is that it needs to be seamless. People, um, if they notice that they they are being marketed through a pop-up, let's say, then you've probably lost the battle. And needs to be seamless with the whole experience of the shop, and you know better yep. what you want to deliver. Um, now, um, you told me a few examples like Protein World and um, Urban Skin. So, if you could share what they're doing uh, right, so people can get inspired. Yeah, totally. So I have three that I, I always love to show when I'm working with partners and merchants. Um, Protein World is one of my favorites where I think I alluded to this a little bit earlier. The welcome, they have an offer uh, because they have three fields, but their offer is very, it's, a, it's higher than most, it's 30 or 35% to give an email, a first name, but also to select what is your fitness goal. And I think that's huge. Fitness can apply to so many things. It can apply to getting big, losing weight, being healthier, what have you. And so in them collecting that extra piece of information, they are you know, giving you a bigger discount. So it's a better value to you. You're more willing to give more information to get 30 or 35%. And then from an email perspective, they can come and give you the most tailored products and content to whatever your goal is. And I think that's an amazing strategy uh, that is, is working really well for them. Um, what they also do after that is they do the cross sells really well. So based on a product that you have in your cart or a product that you looked at on the site, they're going to recommend something else to you before you go and finish a purchase because they're really focused on AOV. Um, and then they also have a free shipping tier. So if you get close to free shipping, but you're not quite there yet, Privy can read the dollar value. So if you're at $40 and the free shipping is 50, they'll say, hey, you have less than $10 to get free shipping. You know, why don't we, why don't we get you there and get you your free shipping? And to the buyer, to me, like I'm, I'm thinking, oh, they're looking out for me. They're trying to help me get free shipping. That's awesome. It's a value add. To them, they're increasing their AOV 10 bucks when shipping only costs them five, right? So it's, I think they, they have a great full funnel strategy there. Um, Oru Kayak is another one. Uh, they, their welcome display is not about a discount. It's like to, to, si to sign up for some exclusive updates and maybe to, to win some, site of, some sort of promo rather. Uh, so that's a, that's a nice way to go about it, right? Like instead of a discount, what can, I, what can I get? Maybe it's a surprise, right? And some people like that, so they'll sign up. Um, what's really nice too, they have a very high average order value. Uh, so their kayaks are in the thousands of dollars. So they focus on people. If they have more than $1,000 in their cart, that means that they have a kayak in there. If it's less than $1,000, it's probably just an accessory. So they use that threshold to do a product cross-sell to say, if you have more than $1,000, they show a display that says, hey, don't forget your paddles. Great way to increase AOV. But again, for the user, to me, that, that's like, oh yeah, they're looking out for me. Like I obviously need paddles to, to go with my kayak. Otherwise, if I forget, I gotta come back, I gotta pay for shipping again, I'd be annoyed. So it, it's, you know, they're using it in a way, again, of adding value, but also in their own best interests for average order value. Um, and the last one, I think this is beautiful, Urban Skin RX. Um, they have a few really cool things. When you hit the site, they do not hit you with a discount for an email. They don't even ask for your email, actually. If it's a first time visitor, they say, hey, go take our skin quiz. So that's value add to me when, you know, especially something for skincare, it's very specific to your complexion and your tone and, you know, your skin sensitivity, things like that. And so that right there helps me get into the shopping funnel as a consumer, 
helps them recommend the most relevant products and that gives them more insight into what is relevant to me. So it's an amazing like top of funnel strategy. And what they do really well too is if I add any type of makeup to my cart that's a part of a collection, they will do a cross sell for makeup wipes. Again, twofold, right? For me, I don't wear makeup, but I think that makeup wipes are important if you wear makeup. And so like that's helpful for me because I probably want to use them to take my makeup off or something like that. For them, it's an extra five bucks of average order value. Uh, so really good, like full funnel strategy. Again, all of these guys are adding value to the consumer while, you know, for them, they're improving their e-commerce metrics. And for those reasons, I really, really love those examples. Great examples. Great examples. It's again, these brands, I'm pretty sure they understand their customer journey and they understand their needs. And uh, if they know that every time somebody buys a kayak, they also buy something additional, then if they haven't done this, then they drop the pop up like, hey, do you maybe you want this as well? So adding value is the key word here. It's um, everybody listening right now, watching right now. It's, think about what your customer wants and, and any bundle you have or any upsell is not about just making more revenue, but also how to provide more value and then generate revenue through that. It's exactly. really valuable information. Marco, that, that, that was uh, amazing so far. And I know we're running out of time. So just to wrap up, um, if you had, let's say, three pandemic proof tips that our audience can, can implement right now, what would they be? Well, you probably know the first one. It's a, I think the theme of the talk today is always add value first. People only care about themselves. They don't care about you or me. It's them first. That is just how society works. That's how people's brains are wired and that's okay. So play to that, right? Give the people what they want or what matters to them if you want to get something from them. That's number one, I think, whether it's a pandemic or no pandemic, but even more importantly now, like, you know, this is a tough time for a lot of people. So even more so people are looking out for themselves to get through whatever situation they're in. So add value to them right away if you're going to ask for or expect anything in return, uh, particularly some sort of purchase. Um, two, I think it's be super clear in your messaging. We were talking earlier about that sticky bar on the site. Tell people if you're still fulfilling orders or not. Tell people if they should expect delays or if your, your product's out of stock. People need to know this right up front. I think this is a time where people are more understanding than not. So just broach the topic. You know, I don't wanna have to walk all the way to the, the store, you know, five minutes away to get there and they're closed because their site didn't tell me that, you know, they were closed, right? So just be clear about that sort of stuff and all of your messaging and your content, just be upfront. Um, I think the, the last thing is, you know, really looking at your existing customers. I think a lot of people get caught up in paid media and attracting more customers and all these different channels and this and that, the other thing, when they're not even looking at the thousands of people that have bought from them before. Look at that email list, focus on the people that have already built that trust with you, that have taken that leap of faith, that have experienced your product and your brand. That's where you're going to get, you know, the most profitable customers. And if, if you continue to leverage them, that's going to build long, sustainable growth. And I think that's even more important in a pandemic than, than ever. It's, I love this. I love the whole, uh, like these were 30 minutes, let's say, packed with value. Uh, Marco, that was, that was terrific. Thank you so much for sharing all of your knowledge. And uh, I'm pretty sure 
everybody watching right now, everybody listening, you already have a good idea on, on how to do the right thing and not make your visitors hate the pop-ups you have, right? They're not evil, it's how you use them. So thank you again, thanks. I hope you stay yeah, safe and, um, and focus on delivering more value with uh, through Preview and through your personal initiatives. So all the best. Yeah, thanks so much, Thomas. Same to you. That was a value-packed interview. I've learned so much by Marco, and I'm pretty sure he gave away his best advice. What have you learned from this interview? What were your favorite takeaways? Go to my email, Thomas at Zoronto, and let me know. I will respond to your email personally. You can also go below and download a freebie by Marco just by adding your email address.